trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grain Markets and Other Stuff. It is Monday, November 2nd. Uh, we've got a big week here. Election coming up. Uh, markets moving. Uh, maybe be prepared for a little bit of volatility. I figured I would spend uh, just a few minutes here on Monday morning running through uh, the CFTC report and the uh, way that the funds are positioned in the grain markets uh, as of Friday's close. So I've got the CFTC numbers and also the estimates from the private groups, which are really pretty relevant. You know, you've got to remember with these CFTC reports, uh, the commitment of traders, they they release the data on Friday, but it's accurate as of uh, the prior Tuesday. So if you look just at the CFTC reports, you know, you're looking at old data. So I, I like to throw these charts up and kind of give you an idea as to uh, where CFTC told us the funds were as of last Tuesday and also what the private group are saying, uh, which is perhaps a little bit more accurate. It's not always entirely accurate, but gives us maybe a little bit uh, better picture. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Remember, if you have not already subscribed to Grain Markets and other stuff, uh, go on whichever podcast app you use. Uh, it's available on just about all of them. Apple Podcasts is the most popular one, but but just about every other podcast app. And of course, the YouTube channel, which is only a couple months old now but uh, is certainly growing and getting bigger. And uh, if you want to see this stuff visually, um, all of the charts that I'm discussing here, uh, I'm actually throwing up on the screen on the YouTube channel, which uh, a lot of people have, have said have been helpful. I've had a lot of positive feedback there. So let's get right to it. I'm going to start off with SRW Wheat. And SRW Wheat CFTC told us that funds were net long, uh, about 46,000 contracts as of last Tuesday. Uh, private groups estimating uh, that we saw some selling last late last week. And, and they're estimating that the funds were net long, just 31,000 contracts of SRW Wheat at Friday's close. Now, when you look back historically, this chart goes all the way back to 2006, which is essentially represents the era of modern record keeping. That's when CFTC kind of began their their modern era of record keeping was in in 2006. Um, Even at 31,000 contracts net long, that's a fairly sizable net long uh, in the SRW wheat market that the funds are are holding or were estimated to hold as of Friday's close. The the record net long for reference in the SRW wheat market was about 74,000 contracts from August of 2012. Um, we've had some other times where we've been up to uh, 50, 60,000. It's happened a handful of times, but it doesn't happen that often. So that, that number as of last Tuesday, that 46,000 um, is is pretty hefty. And and even following some late week selling, uh, pushing that number down to 31,000 is still a pretty hefty net long in the SRW wheat market. So I, I would say that, you know, funds, despite some selling, still set, sitting on a, a fairly sizable long there. Uh, we'll go to soybeans next. Uh, funds estimated to be net long 193,000 contracts of soybeans at Friday's close. Um, as of last Tuesday, CFTC told us that funds were in fact net long 224,000 contracts. 
Both numbers represent uh, enormous length historically in the soybean market, despite the fact that we've lost, what, 40 cents from the highs in, in the bean market. The funds are still incredibly long here. 193,000 contracts, I'm sorry. That That is still a very, very large net long position in the soybean market. There's only been uh, really, what, one, two, three other occasions, essentially, that funds were net long more than 193,000 contracts. There was a, a very short moment in time in 2018. Uh, it happened once for a moment in time in 2014. And then, of course, uh, 2011, or mostly, I think, 2012, uh, funds were net long more than that. So a lot of length in the soybean market still, despite the fact that we've seen some selling pressure. Uh, we'll go on to corn. And in corn, CFTC told us that as of last Tuesday, the funds were long 259,000 contracts, which is pretty hefty. Um, following some selling, the private groups estimating that funds were net long 211,000 contracts of corn as of Friday's close. Um, 211,000 is not extreme. It's very large relative to the last five years. But when you go back to 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, funds were at one point long more than 400,000 contracts, net long more than 400,000 contracts of corn. So relative to the last five years, this is some some extreme length in the corn market that the funds are holding. Um, relative to uh, the period from 2006 to present, it's it's not extreme, but it's still hefty. My next chart is corn uh, plus soybeans plus SRW wheat combined into one chart. So this is the total fund length across those three markets, corn, soybeans, SRW wheat. Um, the estimate at Friday's close was that they were net long, funds were net long 435,000 contracts across these three markets at, at Tuesday's close of last week, 529,000. And you can see there were a couple periods once in 2014, they held some more length than this. Uh, uh, for a period of time in 2012, of course, and there was a period of time back in, in 2010 uh, that they were long, uh, and 2011 also long more than this. But but this 435,000 contracts across corn, soybeans, and SRW wheat is a pretty hefty net long position. So what does all of this mean? Why do we care about this? Why do we talk about this? Um, I've, I've discussed this in a lot of previous episodes, but in regard to grain marketing, um, it's it's always kind of been my opinion, just uh, um, uh, grand scheme of things, that you should try to avoid sales when the funds are net short these markets or very heavily net short. That that generally happens when we're in bear trends, um, the markets are down, um, there's no profitability, that sort of thing. I've always been of the opinion that I'd like to make sales when the funds are heavily long the markets. Um, those are usually when your best opportunities occur. Um, this is is not a science. It's it's very, very difficult to figure out just how how large of length uh, the funds can build up in any given market at any period of time, and then how long they'll be able to hang on to that length. Uh, this has been a pretty good run uh, where we've had a, a large fund length across all of these markets, especially uh, soybeans in particular. This has been been a, a, a run that's lasted several months at this point now where the funds have had a, a hefty net long position. So it's it's not easy to just look at this stuff and, and say, oh, I should be making sales now. But I think that there is something to it because if you were able to just simply as a farmer, if you were able to just simply avoid sales when the funds were short the market and only make sales when the funds were long, 
that may very well in itself help your marketing. Now, it, it, there's a lot more that goes into grain marketing, of course, than just this. But this is one tool that I like to use as kind of an indicator. Uh, sh- very short term here. The thing that worries me about all this fun length is uh, just this week, I'd say the election is is um, is something that concerns me just a little bit. Uh, the, the one thing that I mentioned in my commentary this morning was the possibility of a, a, a contested election or a, an event where we don't know the outcome of the election for, say, a couple days or a week or longer than that. Um, We've got a lot of money in these grain markets right now, a lot of money that's holding long positions, a lot of speculative money, and they don't like uncertainty. If we get into a real uncertain situation, that would concern me a little bit. And of course, there's always the the risk that funds uh, the large speculators liquidate these positions for any other reason, whether it be something related to China, whether it's something political, whether it's something currency related or weather related or or who knows. You, you never know, but there's always the risk that these positions could be liquidated. And it seems like when they're liquidated, they're liquidated much more quickly than they're built up um, in, in most situations. I hope this was useful to you. If you have questions about these charts or any of this information regarding CFTC, the position of the funds, uh, the commitment of traders reports, uh, drop a comment in the YouTube uh, uh, video. Uh, you can shoot me an email anytime to info at standardgrain.com. Remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, um, go to my website, go to standardgrain.com, uh, click on grain marketing plan, check out that subscription service. I include this sort of stuff in in my newsletter um, all the time. Uh, we're always talking about the position of the funds and updating uh, these charts. And uh, it's it's sent out at least a couple times a week. I address this, this situation, which I, I think is certainly useful for those of you who are trying to market grain and get a little bit better at it. Everyone have a uh, wonderful day today. I'll talk to you later in the week.